So despite our busy schedule of having to actually do jobs to earn money to buy food and have places to live in, we've actually finally managed to schedule it where all three of us are in the same room and none of us are hungover and none of us are tired. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> I think one of us might be hungover. Love Sam's it. hungover. I'm dying. I'm okay. <laughs> For now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't annoy me during this recording or I'll cough on you. <laughs> Is there some sort of plague card that we can play? Um, okay, well, we're back and we have a lovely new <coughs> pack to talk about. And we've had a couple of chances to use it. I haven't been to a tournament with any of the new cards, but you and I, Liam, have played a few games. Sam, what were your first impressions of the of the new pack? Um, put me on the spot there, Rich. Um, no, it seems pretty good um, from a unicorn perspective, uh, the new character. I'm sure we'll go into more detail later, is uh, fantastic. Um, so that's revived my interest in, in Unicorn. Um, there's a lot of very interesting effects. Um, I'm sure Liam's going to talk about one of those in a bit, and things like that. Um, and it seems to have opened up a, a new way to play Phoenix. Um, I am kind of worried about the playing the game physically. I've only played on Jigoku since the pack came out. I'm kind of worried about how much looking through discard piles I'm going to have to do from now on. Just with the Phoenix Stronghold, being aware of what spells they can play, and then Tadaka, being aware of what I can play, could become a little bit kind of complicated. But no, the, the cards are really good. Um, lots of interesting games. And this, as every time a big splash of cards comes in, all kind of a little bit over the place with who's playing what and what's going on so, yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting because we've got quite a few Phoenix players and there are some crazy good cards for Phoenix um, and some horrific combos mm. um, which we'll probably cover off in a bit yeah. mainly around Tadaka and the fact that he's stupidly good yeah he's stupidly good <laughs> I was really pleased because obviously I, I suppose during the course of time every clan is going to have a special pack but obviously it was going to be Phoenix heavy, but there was quite a few good neutral cards and some not bad cards for the other clans as well. Unless you crab, well, your, card, your, your card was garbage. I did play against the guy using, <clears throat> I can't remember his name, that new crab character, and um, it bit him on the ass twice and didn't bite me once. Yeah, <laughs> the problem with the, the, the crab guy, so our guy is forecast, he's four military, dash and political, so he's policy debate free. Um but the problem is, is he's a forecaster that competes in crab against witch hunters, Suichi, um, but also uh, Maya Satoshi as well. Yeah. You know, and in this current climate, he's never going to take those out. Um, and unlike clan, say like Crane, for example, whose forecast characters just hit your opponent. So with Guest of Honor, your opponent can't play events, and the new Crane card, where if your opponent plays an event, they get have to discard a card at random from the hand. <clears throat> Our new forecaster is uh, um, if you pass a conf if you pass a conflict, then you have to sacrifice a character and it Im impacts you as well. Um, but given how the game is played at the moment, it's very rarely that two conflicts are, are passed on or yeah, not many people. So it. it's I had quite it's, a few people passing one or two conflicts during an event when we went to Cork, but. You're right, it doesn't happen as much, does it? It doesn't happen enough to be um, impactful. Um, I think for me, whenever I'm in a position, if I if I would have him in my deck, 
I imagine that nine times out of ten, I flip, I flip him, and I'm thinking, really wish you were a witch hunter, or I really wish you were Suichi, you know. Um, but they've got a couple more. They've got a couple cards around this, so it'll be interesting to see with next cycle how that plays out. Whether it actually does become a bit more viable. Also, they seem to have expected Phoenix to go down a passing route kind of with some of the cards that they've got like the pacifist philosopher and things like that so maybe that's why he's in the pack with a punishing passing as kind of a just in case phoenix pass every conflict became a thing there needed to be something that could oppose it but i don't think it'll become a thing so one of the biggest um cards i must admit i don't know whether it was spoiled beforehand but um it's quite interesting looking through when the pack opened was the new influence card for the Phoenix. Support of the Phoenix. Support of the Phoenix. So you can you cancel out any advantage you might take from your provinces. You have to keep to a straight um, choice of provinces, but you gain extra influence. Yeah, you get 18 influence to be used on Phoenix cards. Um, I don't think for most keeper roles it's really worth the extra five influence. Um, maybe some of the Seeker roles, but then Seeker makes you so much money. Um, that I can't see. I don't think. Well, yeah, but you know. If you I'm, remember. If you remember. Or if Liam's kind enough to remind me. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing is, is it's it's nice because it gives a bit of variety. It's an option. Um, and the thing is, the way that the that the card pool is at the moment, it's it's established in that people will keep with their seeker or their or their keeper roles. Uh, when it changes up later on, we might see some 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 difference. Um, I know for me at the moment is I'm I'm kind of at that stage when I was looking at it and going, do you know what? I don't actually want that many Phoenix cards in my deck. No, um, I liked it because I, I I thought great I can actually so I don't naturally play Phoenix although I might give it a go with some casual play, but actually here's a chance to use lots of this pack because if I was just like old five R players who would open up collectible packs and then share out in a team. I'll take all the crane cards, you take all the crab cards, etc. But now, it means that I have a chance to use tons of these stuff and maybe look at combos. Yeah, I mean, it gives you that possibility. And the rules reference has been updated now so that they've actually put it in there that support of the Phoenix is a valid choice for everybody. So you have your standard keeper or seeker or whatever you've been been assigned. Um, and you've also got that. So it'd be interesting to see how it how it goes, particularly with next cycle. So um, was that sorry, was that not clear beforehand then? It what it well, it it wasn't clear because it wasn't implicitly put down. It was implied. But what with the internet and whatnot, unless something's in black and white then outrage and uh, rah, why are you doing this to me? Why is there uncertainty? Why have you left it five days afterwards before telling us? Um so but yeah, they've now put it in black and white. It would um, disturb me ever so slightly if there was joint contentment across the message boards. Yes. It would be it would be unusual and slightly disturbing. Um I actually quite like some of the neutral cards. The um the Guardian Kami and the Kami Unleashed cards, of course you can only use in the clans that I choose, I can only use the um Kami Unleashed ones. But as far as sort of low costers that can sort of start slightly mess your opponent about, it's quite nice. And Rich, make sure you don't put one in when you're running support of the Phoenix, because you won't have a keeper or seeker role. Do you actually lose your role as yes. well? Yes, do. Yes. You, oh right. So, so for Crane, you have the when you build your decks, you have the choice of either seeker of air or support of the Phoenix. But you so it replaces the other one. So, but it but it repl- 
So it also replaces the fact you're no longer a seeker as well. Yes. Yeah, you're All right. Okay. Because it's basically okay. your role. Every day's like, a school day. I quite like them. Um, yeah, I really. I like think the the, um, the 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 guardian one is the key one, which I use, which is the defender. So yeah. while this ca- action, while this character is defending, sacrifice it, resolve the ring effect of the contested ring, as if you won the conflict as the attacking player once per conflict. Yep. And then the other one is for attacking. And of course, we were talking before we started recording about how a couple more of the clans are possible to play. What's the phrase? Is it drop? Drop bears. Drop bears. Yeah, know? which we discussed in a previous episode, yeah. which I completely misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> a drop bear deck where basically all your characters or majority of your characters come out of your conflict deck rather than your. Um, yeah. Which helps Liam actually because he did actually have a complete holding flop in a game against I me. All four holdings and didn't lose a province that turn. Bloody hell. Yeah, um, I wasn't on my game. Although to be fair, the um, I I quite like the Guardian Cami. It's quite yes. nice. Um, so I think when we had it when when we played where um, you went in for water, I dropped in the Guardian Cami. You didn't have an assassinate in hand. I sacrificed it, bound your only attacker, and then fizzled out and went back into the middle. Um, Just remember the <clears throat> max one per conflict. Oh yeah. I I made the mistake on Jigoku of not reading the card fully, played one into a conflict to re- resolve fate against the uh, void against an opponent's character, and then dropped another one and then wondered why it wouldn't but work. It opens up some nice <laughs> possibilities, particularly with Phoenix as well, where you can drop them in, you can do it, have something go and oppose, and display a power, get yeah. get multiple uses out of those rings, which can be quite good and actually help open up um, the conflicts a bit more. Yeah. Um, it makes it a bit more varied and give a few more possibilities. So assessing the new cards like we do, is this a two or a three card in your deck? Uh, at the moment for me it's a two of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, I don't use the full ten characters, so for me a, a solid three of in my deck is the um, Skirmisher. Yeah, that's a very powerful card. That really... and, sorry, that's a very annoying card. It's it's brilliant twofold, mainly because it gives you um, uh, surprise stealth, um, but also as well because it's dashing political, it's immune to policy debate. What about you? How many in your deck? Uh, two. You, I can't I remember whether the clans you play. Are you Guardian uh, so, or Cami Unleashed? Um, unicorn, a keeper. Mm-hmm. So I run. I only run one in that deck as it is, but I'm thinking of swapping to two, but I'm at my 10 character limit in that deck. And then the Cami Unleashed... Um... So Cami Unleashed, Seeker Roll Only, action, while this character is attacking, sacrifice it, resolve the ring effect of the contested ring as if you won the conflict as the attacking player. Yeah. Um, and I'd be tempted to run a couple in a crane deck just to see how it goes, but I'm already, again, at six characters in that deck, and I don't know if increasing that number is is a good move, but... I can certainly see certain crane decks with um, Hotaru and Kami unleashed and just going and resolving a ring three times in one conflict could be quite uh, ridiculous. It's interesting as this game develops because there's so many new triggers, there's so many new things to look at. You were mentioning about looking at people's discard piles, which makes me think I was playing with my son and he said, hey, this is like playing Necrons in Conquest (laughs) when you were going back through someone's um, uh, discard pile. But also... Um, you start to fit. I start to forget the standard stuff. So I'm concentrating so hard on thinking about what Liam's trying to do with you of new cards. Along comes where the crab. Yeah, yeah, and that'll happen in games after a new pack. You'll you'll make stupid mistakes. But to be fair, it's one of those. 
we had this conversation a while ago. You should always be getting into the habit of um, checking your opponent's discard pile um, because knowing if they've played three assassinations, if they played three um, court games, or um, for shame, you know, yeah. knowing what the potential odds are of, of, of cards coming out if they've got a small hand or, or a stacked hand is is huge for decision making. Yeah, some of the better players that I've played at recently, the number of times they've actually asked me, oh, could I just have a quick look through your discard pile so you know, right, you've done that twice already to me, that probably won't happen again. Yeah, there's several times when I'm when I'm quite stuck on a decision to make, I'll be weighing up possibi possibilities of, well, I can do this, but then this is likely to come at me and whatnot. Um, going through an opponent's conflict discard pile is good because it gives me a chance to think but also helps me assess the situation and whatnot. So if I haven't seen any of a particular card that would be a counter, it's like, well, that might be a bit more risky than going for another option. So going cycling through an entire deck, is it five honour you lose? Yep. Yeah. I, don't think, I still don't think I can afford to do that because I was thinking about once you cycle through a deck, whether it's worth having some cards come around again. But first of all, my games probably don't go to that much time. Although there's that one card of um, looking for an imperial. Maya Satoshi. That's yeah. Only, that's only Dynasty. That's Dynasty, yeah. All oh, right, okay, so, so wouldn't be so helpful. Cycling your Dynasty deck. No, <laughs> you do it quite easily with. Crane could do it fairly easily by bidding, bidding five. You've got your. Test of skill. Test of skill one also. Shrine Maiden as well to just dump more cards out. So is there, is there, if you have the, the honour to burn, is there a, a benefit to cycling your decks? Depends on the um, game. The game state. Entirely states on the game, the board state. What's I mean, going on? If you're on. 50 minutes in and losing the five honor puts you lower on honor, then probably not. Um, Would I you think... build a deck which relies on cycling the deck, therefore taking getting your opponent off guard to how many times you can spend certain cards? I don't think there is a position at the moment where that is a viable strategy. I don't think you can go through enough draw for it to be worthwhile is the you know when you think if you even if you claim the earth ring and play test of skill you've still only i say only and draw five you've seen what eight cards i mean in theory you've got to do that five times you've only got three test of skill limit. Yeah. so you know even if someone does that in a major tournament i am going to call it as influenced heavily by me <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it, it, it does sound that the mechanics isn't there yet if ever to actually make it happen, make it viable. I mean, one positive of doing it is you can switch off to Dakar in the late, late game. But in, 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 <laughs> it's one of those, in theory, though, if you're wanting to get to a stage where you cycle your deck, if you're having to cycle your deck to get cards, your deck is either incredibly poorly built or you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, because if you if you've gone through if you've gone through forty cards and you haven't seen the answers to help you win, then cycling back through it again probably isn't going to help you. Yeah, that sounds like what I'm... <laughs> okay, so let's think about favourite cards or honourable mentions in this new pack. Um, what have you got, Sam? Uh, well, I'm back on the pony. So uh, Moto Nergui is fantastic. Um, she's a three-cost dynasty character. Two-two strengths. Um, kind of low, as usual with Unicorn, the, the fate to stack ratio is a bit low um, but she's got zero glory which is actually probably a positive um, in unicorn uh, she's bushy and cavalry so those two good traits that we like 
and has action. Whilst this character is participating in a military conflict, choose a participating character with the highest glory in the conflict. You choose in case of a tie. Move that character home. And so she is just fantastic. Um, I think I've said it many times that what Unicorn need is more ways to back out of a situation. They're very good at not committing much and then bringing the reserves. Um, but sometimes you want to commit a lot and then back out. Um, and so she gives you that option. You can move either player's characters home. Um, she also gives you options against things like feast or famine. If you run into that and you really don't want to break it, she can just go, yeah, not for me. I'll leave, thanks. The only limiting factor is this military conflict only. Um, and this has kind of hurt me a couple of times playing on Jigoku, where I'd really like to send someone home during a political conflict. Um, but obviously she cannot. Um, but that's why we have captive audience, to, to swap political conflicts to military. Um, her ability can still be effective throughout the whole round because she can still move in with the stronghold even if she's bowed and hasn't used it yet. So she remains a uh, an effect that your opponent has to consider throughout the whole conflict phase. And sometimes, even when she doesn't use it, she's had a great Im impact on the turn. And yeah, I think she's just one more little step up the ladder for Unicorn. And they made a few of those recently. So You got a star player of your of the new clan pack, Liam? First I'm going to give an honourable mention. And I'm giving honourable mention because I think this is probably one of the most beautiful art work cards in the game, uh, and that's wholeness of the world. Um, just that suit, just that suit of armour, yeah. and just the way it looks is absolutely stunning. Um, for me, um, <coughs> it's going to have to be uh, a Sawa Tadaka. Yeah, um, he's an absolute bonkers card. I know we talked last episode. Darren's question about why are all of Phoenix's five costers garbage? Well, um, they're not anymore. Well, well <laughs> one isn't now. <laughs> Kaede and Sukoni, bear in mind this hadn't this hadn't been been released. Yeah, yeah. Um, bring them out. As soon as they get dishonored, then they're, they're nigh on useless. Yeah. Um, but Tadaka, so five cost, five military, three political, um, two glory, and the most bonkers passive ability. So each opponent cannot play copies of event cards that are in his or her conflict discard pile unless the Earth Ring is in that player's claimed ring pool. Um, that's bonkers enough as it is, but when you've got things like Way of the Phoenix, where you can play and go, cool, you can't declare an Earth conflict, or Know the World, yeah. where you can switch a ring, go, cool, I'm going to take water, and I'm going to switch it for Earth. Yeah. Um, and then they've got the... The honourable mention. Then the honourable mention, honours of the world, where they can have the Earth One and keep it. Yeah. Um, which late game is just absolutely nuts. Um, and the fact that he's got a solid five military strength, which is something that Phoenix actually lack. Um, and the low glory means that if he does get dishonoured, because uh, one thing I found with, with playing a lot of Phoenix as a, as a second clan from Crab is that um, as good as um, Zaconi's and Kaidi's stats are. If they get dishonoured, it's really difficult to try and win anything with them because they're solid bodies and they're known useless when dishonoured. Well, that's the trouble um, I was having with my crane deck against you the other day when you were playing crab, is that, okay, so I was getting on and up, and but, but the dishonouring was having absolutely zero effect on you. 
Because yeah. so many of your characters are zero glory. Yeah. Um, but then with him, if you tie it up with they got the, the other character that non-spell cards can't be played, um, and it's they've got some seriously good dynasty characters now. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be for me as a crab player. Phoenix were already a struggle for us with their um, magistrate, which basically means that none of my characters can defend it. On um, the plus side, at least they're now running a different stronghold mostly so the magistrate is less of a worry yeah yeah but um that really depends on how many spells you line up in your deck they're still both bonkers yeah bonkers boxes um and i think the other one which is kind of situational um but karmic twist yeah um it's one of those ones that can be a real big hitter uh so karmic twist is one cost event Action, choose a non-unique character with one or more fate on it. Move each fate from that character to a non-unique character with no fate on it, controlled by the same player. But if you stick an Embrace the Void on before you play yeah, it, exactly. you basically strip all of that fate off of that character. So, so for me, I have a Witch Hunter. Oh, cool, brilliant. I've just lost all the fate off my Witch Hunter. Yeah. Um, or also, um, as seen... Spoiler alert on one of Frotop's uh, videos where he's done a Phoenix deck recently. You can uh, swap it from a, a four coster onto a one coster and then assassinate it. Yep. If you don't have an Embrace the Void to hand. So the yeah, Karmic Twist really, really makes you have to think about how you play the Dynasty phase. Yes. Even if you don't know if they're playing it or not, but you still have to play the Dynasty phase as if they are. Yeah. So with the pack came some new fiction. Um, I must admit I'm struggling a bit with the fiction at the moment. I don't know whether I'm giving it the uh, the time that it deserves, but I'm, I'm pleased that the novella's coming out. Lots of them are very much like conversations, and I don't know whether you've had a chance I've, to read them. So I I looked at the fiction that went up beforehand, so the prelude, yeah, I read the which was about um, Tadaka. That was yeah. done by the same guy who's doing the novella. And then I saw the little booklet that was in the pack, and saw that that was basically like the first chapter of the novella, and I've purposely not read it. Okay. So I, 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 I basically want to yeah. sit down and read the novella, cover yeah. to cover when I when I've, I when I I've get it. I've done the same. I've so left that to one side. And apart from that, we also have stronghold kits that are around. So, lots of cards and yeah, trinkets like, and things to like, win. It's 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 weird. I I moan a lot. We publish an episode. Next thing we know, there's loads of news coming out. It's like, what the hell? So I actually have the Stronghold Kit in front of me. Listen to this. There's (laughs) loads in there. Um, So this is a Stronghold pack that's supposed to last over how many events? This will last three months. So over three events or um, a series of leagues and a special kit. We've got some nice metal fake coins. Um... And for shames, a lot of binder fodder cards though. Like, <laughs> I've got so many wandering Ronins, it's ridiculous. Oh, that's such a good card! Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> card. Um, I must admit, when it first came out, it was like, Oh, you've got to have three of these in my deck. I don't think I've seen them played against me since. But <laughs> to be honest, there is an awful lot of cards, um, so it's the, they are very generous. But then, saying that though, I mean, I think this kit is something like a hundred quid plus that, yeah. plus that. <laughs> oh. Bloody VAT. <laughs> cover VAT in a minute and why I hate Royal Mail. <laughs> um, we've got really nice like chunky acrylic um 
Imperial Favours. Yeah, those are really nice. Um, the mat's not too shabby. It's a lot better than I expected, the mat. Yeah. I really like these. That's from the Showdown kit, though, isn't it? It is an expensive kit. You're not going to find this at stores that just dabble. What are these? These, <coughs> these are really nice. Are, like, the wooden... first player tokens from the first... Showdown kit are Oh, these are nice. Fantastic. Oh, they're actually clan clanned clan up as well. Specific, yeah. So, so there's technically five events in this box. Wow, they're nice. Five, there's a Stronghold Showdown kit in there. Stronghold Showdown oh, and three months. months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, already yeah, had the battle one, but then we've got um, the one cost cards for each faction, or the zero cost for for Crab, Maya Mystic. So there's a there's a nice there's a nice variety which is really good, um, and it's one thing we've been been lacking. I know that I've been quite. We actually, we actually, we actually felt a bit FFG. bad about how much we moaned at the last no, last episode. I, I, I don't, but I'm very good. I'm <laughs> Sam and I feel quite bad about how much we moaned in the last episode. But on the way but home, I had a message from Liam saying, guess what? So clearly, even before we were broadcast, the I mean, moans I'll, I'll got it, through. I'll give them their dues. It's taken a while, and FFG do play silly buggers sometimes <laughs> and take ages to do stuff, but these are really good. And as, long as, they can, as long as they can keep on the ball now... Um, it will be, it'll be interesting, and it be. I'm quite looking forward to the future to come. Yeah. So yeah, we've for, still got the disciples of the void. Well, not not so much that. So a big bit of news. Uh, most people will probably know the name Alex Watkins. So he was the uh, European head of organised play. Yeah. Um, so he was very limited in what he could influence. Uh, he is no longer head of organised play for Europe. So he's left that role, and he's now the global global marketing manager. Yeah, Paul Alex million. actually updated his Facebook status, and it was like a thousand million nerds all cried out in well, anger because he had changed, to do the. He changed it about five days ago. We changed. And someone kind of like stalks him and then posts it on the L five R group, and all of a sudden it just exploded. But he, he changed it, and he said, "You know, is leaving his job." But he took about five ten minutes to do the. And he's joining a new job. And in between that five minutes, everyone got themselves in a bit of a tiz. But we love Alex. and We love the way he supports gaming in this universe and other universes. Um, we also get involved in the X-Win Open series. And that was amazingly run in Birmingham recently. It was well run in Birmingham. It was well run, wasn't it? Yeah, you were on the judges. Yeah, it's almost, it's, you know, gave my, gave my feedback on Cork. And apparently I don't know how to run a 300-player event. No, I know how to run a 500-player event, though. <laughs> Really bloody well. <laughs> it was really good. So we're very, very um, pleased for Alex's new role. And also, announcement of a new cycle, which I must admit I was that, a bit though, grumpy about Alex's initially. replacement. Go on. It's Alec Thorne. There you go. So he was the head of UK. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird. So how, how it runs is um, Asmodee UK, unlike like North America and whatnot, they don't just run the FFG stuff. They have all of the Final Fantasy stuff. They do um, magic and other bits and pieces. And bronies. So he's now going to be... The, the um, My Little Pony card game. Yeah. Is that sort of thing? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. so he's going to come in play, so it would be, be quite interesting. So I'll be picking his brains at Euros. Um, so yeah, it's, it's some quite exciting moves. Yeah. Um, it'd be good to see, because Alex, Alex always puts the community first. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be good to see what he can, he can influence and whatnot. And then a new cycle's come out, and I must admit, I was initially grumpy at this because we're going to go through another talk to my bank manager moment when we get a pack a week for six weeks. But it was explained to me that the whole point is not to skew 
tournaments and events because there are cards through the whole cycle that need to be played together or are counters to certain cards and it makes sense to basically shove it all out there now sam your point when we had this last time was we'll just make them all available then you know just stop the shelves with yeah yeah i still think i'd rather just all six packs on the shelf on one day but i'm happy with six in six i know from a from a store perspective so speaking to our local store it's it's a bit of a pain for them because they have to try and order it, so they have to try and get people, get the numbers in and whatnot, because they only get a limited time to order them, and the people aren't on the ball. Um, at first, I was a bit kind of pissed about it, because it was very much sold that it was the first one, but then I remember from a Thrones experience, when you sit there and you know a card for your your house is coming, so I've been waiting for the new Arya card, and she's only just dropped in pack five, and the cycle started about six months ago. Yeah. Uh, in the previous cycle where you had, um, everybody got a, 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 a two-cost economy-based location, you know, um, and like Targaryen was one of the first to got them. So all you saw for like three months was Targ. Yeah. Um, and then the next one gets it, and you see just nothing but them, and it's like, as long as you get them out a bit together. I mean, I suppose on the plus side, it's not until, it's on the plus side, but also it's still a long way away. This isn't until Q3. Yeah. So, so this is a, this is a good three four months away. Just put so, a tenner away a month. Yeah. We, and and, this, right. and and as we said before with with cycle one, and I've said to some of the guys as well, is that yes, it's six packs in six weeks. No, you don't have to buy them all. Right. You know, the thing with an LCG model is everyone's going to have access to the same number of cards. It's not like you're going in blind. You know, you see the preview, see if you actually need that pack now or in a month's time, and particularly with locally uh, with with player bases, is that you get to a point where you know, people can go, oh, can I borrow this card because I, I can't get that pack just yet, or can I borrow this card, you know. And also, just you want to make yourself feel slightly better, go up to um, any Magic player who might be playing in your store at the same time that you're playing L5R and just ask them how much their binder is worth. <laughs> yeah. But then, there is, on that Last time point, I did that, it was three and a half grand, the yeah, guy said. But but it's, it's a common misconception, though, that an LCG is cheaper. An LCG is cheaper at the beginning. Magic is bloody expensive, but it's consistent. Well, consistently expensive. No, it is. So, really, you know, so, so, so for a new player, it doesn't matter when you join, yeah. the buy-in is still the same price. Because yeah? the card cycle... Because the, because the way the card cycles, they rotate quite quite frequently. It's pretty much every two years, the last two packs, last two um, um, boxes cycle right. out. So it, it's got quite relevant. And you can jump in and just buy one expansion or just buy singles. It's consistent no matter what the how the market is based. LCG, it's it's cheap to buy at the beginning. But if you have someone like Netrunner, if yeah, you want to jump in to and, have, to and have access to all of the cards, it's yeah. six seven hundred quid. You know, Thrones at the moment. Look behind. I've got what five Ultra Pro collector binders full of cards. Is that all Thrones? That's all Thrones. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> You know, and that's that's four deluxes. So that's one hundred and fifty quid there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, five deluxes now. Um, I think we're on our fourth or fifth cycle, plus three cores. You know, for a new player. Um, but I think FFG are learning. So from a Thrones perspective, they've introduced intro decks, which is really good because the market has kind of dropped down on Thrones. Some people started Thrones as a stopgap for L five R that I know locally. Um, They've introduced intro decks, so a specific um, house will have a one deck, and that will be spread across. So that that then means that they can just pick packs, 
and the buying's a bit cheaper. So which, whether we'll um, see something like that for L5R at a later date. Which competitions do they sometimes do, like, the world's final deck? Was that Netrunner? Is that uh, they, they do it a Netrunner, they do it on Thrones. Uh, As a deck that you can buy? Yes, so it's out in America now. It'll be out soon, so... Um, the world champ deck for thrones should be out in the next few weeks and it's basically the deck that they took um and it's just full bleeds mm. um it's a bit like the wandering ronins and whatnot but i think with netrun every time i've looked at the netrunner deck every time it's come out it's, <laughs> it's already not a legal deck because they restrict some of the cards <laughs> So that will be coming out in Q3, but before that we've got um, Grand Kotai coming up in June. Yeah. And um, are you taking part in that, Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't sorted out accommodation and tickets yet, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. You see, I'm doing X-Wing with my kids the day before, and then my lovely wife is agreeing to come to the expo and go around the expo together. And I said to somebody in this room it wasn't you sam um how i couldn't take part in l5r and he said oh, it's okay you know buy the ticket you know grab them out in a few alt arts and then just drop and i was like i can't do that just scrub it's not in my games not, yeah but i do that actually i have an innate ability to do that i don't have to you, try you to made do that the afternoon i know i did i made the magistrate level i was quite pleased about that um okay so um we are excited and we are pleased. There's lovely new shiny kit stuff. There's um, a new Phoenix pack, which we're getting used to. Um, what else, Liam? Uh, we've got some events. So yeah. we're going to work like? our way through this so pack, so, so, we? so it's actually been a while since we recorded. You guys ran the Excelsior event for me. Yes. Um, because I had family down. I got tiebreakers right this time. Great. <laughs> um, and then you went to Cardiff. I went to Cardiff, yeah. So, um, so Excelsior Bristol was... maintaining their stronghold over uh... <laughs> Excelsior was bad for me. I took Crane to Excelsior and went one and three and uh, scrubbed right out. But as a TO, you've got to do that, haven't you? You can, yeah, that's you can, why I uh, TO actually, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I went over to Cardiff for their uh, their stronghold showdown with Crane again. And um, that day, I, I, well. I was hung over again at the Excelsior one. That's what I'm going to blame it on. But the uh, the Cardiff one was feeling good. I played well, and the deck just rolled in the way that the deck does. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I ran over a unicorn player in round one, so that felt bad. Um, then I played one of one of the guys who plays locally quite a bit um, with his lion. And that that one went my way as well. Um, I played Fate Worse Than Death round one. That was uh, that was kind of a decisive opening to the game. <laughs> Is there any answer to a Fate Worse Than Death in this new Phoenix pack? Uh, Other than there are cooler things to run. No, not like not think of. There's no cancels, so straight up, not necessarily. The thing on 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 that, I mean, I'm. I've tried the Phoenix Splash, but I'm not convinced it's better than the Scorpion Splash at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably still see a fake worse than death everywhere. Um, and then round three was a mirror match um, against Dan, who's thus far bested me in all of our contests in L5R, and I managed to... Uh, well, it was being a crane mirror match, I managed to get a, a savvy politician and aware of the crane round one and then maintain more honoured characters than him for the entire game so my cancels were on his were off 
and that's kind of quite decisive. So yeah, I won their uh, their stronghold showdown. So that was good fun. Excellent. Well, we'll keep you in touch with how our stronghold events, which we've got next Friday, go. Yeah, and we've got nine nine players so far. Fantastic. I'm, I'm and then we're the off. Ponies. We're off to Cardiff in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, twenty eighth. I'll probably make a play crab because I of my accessory hawk corner. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> You've not seen these yet, have you? What have you bought? I I was I was rather stupid, so I sold some X-wing stuff. No, be honest. Well, if you're going to show off, you be honest about this. All right, Rich was my. I fence. sold I sold some X-wing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Rich has been my fence, um, and, and I treated myself to some of those uh, minted crab coins. Oh, they are pretty. And they are absolutely stunning. Cracky, that's why you use gold sovereigns. They rocked up. They spent four days in Heathrow and I came to find that I'd been charged like nearly 30 quid in VAT and Royal Mail's poxy handling fees <laughs> they're very pretty yeah. so that was my little treat to myself as I uh, yeah I have an addiction to accessories <laughs> they're all nice and shiny I they take come them. in a nice box they come in that yeah, box they gave, me, yeah, they gave me a little how many come in that box I, I, I only went for 20 because I was going to use them for just for fate yeah I've got my, yeah, they I've double-sided. Got my, they're double-sided, so you can use them as either fate or honour. Okay. Um, but I opted only to use them as fate because I've got my um, gold coins from, from Cork. You're a marketeer's dream. I know. I was looking at... I've, I'd been um and ahhing because they are, they are expensive for what they were. I think with... Well, it was about 75 quid with the exchange rate. So just over a, just over 100. Um, but they are minted. And I was looking at them going, he's not going to be making any more of these. So, why not? <laughs> Excellent. Well, hey man, I bought a bottle of gin just because it was called Roku Gin. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like gin. <laughs> <laughs> I tried some last night, it was appalling. <laughs>